good morning or afternoon or evening or whatever time you're listening to this podcast um hi (coughs) how are you ignore that it's not covid um how are you i hope you're doing well i hope you're doing fantastic today i am doing pretty good i mean considering that i feel a tad bit under the weather um not at 100 percent hannah but i still feel pretty good not gonna lie um I am a little bit overwhelmed, so I will take a moment to just vent. Why? Um, Because that's my business and um, this is my podcast. So I, I, (laughs) this is my space to release, you know? So I'm going to vent for a little bit and kind of just go over like the stressors that are currently, currently uh, on my mind, right? So this morning I got up, um, woke up really, really late because... I plan. I did not plan on going physically to church today. I still watch church online, which I actually just finished watching a couple minutes ago. Um, so I finished watching church online, but like I did not plan to go in person because the church that I enjoy going to has outside services because they're renovating their building and they just want to keep us safe with COVID and stuff like that. So they don't want us to all be super close right on top of one another. And so they have a sit outside on the lawn, which was fine when the weather was better. But now that the weather is a lot colder, I've been noticing that like on last Sunday when I went, because it was so cold, I started feeling very sick. Like my chest, I had a lot of chest congestion and like, I just was very like not at my best. And then on top of that, working up at the schoolhouse and having all them kids sick and having all the teachers sick and stuff like that is just not really, not really good not really good and I think also I'm like contaminating my own self because I keep giving the students hugs and this is something that's really hard for me because I love giving hugs and I know that like that means so much to me and it means so much to the students but it's just like bro I think I'm gonna have to stop it but I also don't know what how it's gonna work out anywho I just know that giving people hugs is Getting myself more sick than need that I need to be, and um, I'm just not feeling at my best. And then you know, Miss Jenkins' son got sick with COVID, and so she was at home with him. And so you know, I mean, if you're at home with someone who has it, like literally, you're contaminated. And then you coming up to the schoolhouse, and and you're still contaminated. And they said as long as you don't have symptoms, that you can still come, even if you've been exposed to somebody. But it's like, huh? Because like you could still spread it, like you don't have symptoms you're still spreading it because you are living with the person who has covid but uh anywho she still came and so i i was trying to be very conscious of what i was touching and the things that we were sharing uh but because i'm working in such close contact with her it's like i i I don't even know but we're gonna stop stressing about covid because i don't even know if it is covid or not i just know i don't feel good and i just have to take a moment to rest i'm also (laughs) on my period so I'm extremely tired all the time, have no energy for anything, no motivation to get anything done. I've been noticing that like today, I've been starting a lot of tasks and not completing them. Like I started laundry. I just now have laundry on my bed that needs to be folded. I started cleaning my room, but then it's still just like completely messy, needs to be finished. I started the dishes, but then I didn't finish. It's just like a lot of stuff that I've started but have not finished yet. And it's really bothering me because I like to have a clean house, 
but it just feels like my house is never clean. Like it feels as if, and I have to get over that because that's just how it is. It's like, like your house is never going to be perfect 24 seven, but it's just like, I literally will clean up one day. It'll be fine. Literally next morning, bam, completely a mess again. And it's just so annoying. But anywho, and then on top of that, just feeling very overwhelmed with like classes right now. Um, my teacher for seminar, she is just all over the, like it, it bothers the living daylights out of me because I'm a person who likes to know what to expect. And I like to know like, like when do you want me to have this done by? But because she's all over the place, then it's causing me to be behind on a lot of stuff because then I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And so then I just feel everywhere. Like, I feel like I don't know, I don't have a grasp on what am I supposed to do and how am I supposed to do this because she don't got nothing together. She talk about sign up for this, sign up for that, but then she don't want to have times available for everybody to sign up for everything that they need to sign up for. And then she don't want to put the times out that she is available for the next week. So we can't even plan for the next week because she don't know when she goes. It's like, girl, Miss Ma'am, get it together. <laughs> get it together. And it's like, I understand because she's got a lot going on. You know, that's totally fine. I get it because we all have a lot going on. But it's like, could you please spare me? Spare me. And just have have it together, ma'am. Have it together. Um, but there have been multiple times where I have just completely, like, not done what I needed to do personally. And so I understand that, too. Like, I signed up for a pre-conference, completely missed it on Thursday. Like, I did, it did not even register in my mind that I had to go to a pre-conference. But she didn't email me or nothing and be like, Hannah, like, you know, you forgot to get your pre- Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm expecting from her. And I don't know what she's expecting from me. And I think it's just this constant, like, until we figure out our footing, I, it's this constant thing. And I feel like I'm a horrible student because, like, I the first assignment that we had to do for the semester, I submitted it late because I finished the assignment. But I was so tired that day because we're, mind you, we are full-time teachers. So I, I was so tired that day that as soon as I finished the assignment, I just X out of like, cause I finished the actual document, the Google doc that I had, I finished that, but I didn't finish, like actually submit it on Canvas. And so in my mind I had submitted it, but I didn't submit it. And then at like one o'clock I remembered, oh yeah, I didn't submit that. So then I had to submit it. So then I just feel like she thinks that I'm a bad student because it's like, I'm submitting stuff late. That was only one thing, but I told her it wasn't gonna happen. Excuse me, I told her it wasn't gonna happen again and it hasn't happened again. But I submitted that late and then I missed the pre-conference. It's just like a lot of moving parts that I just feel like I am not getting together. And I feel like I'm just all over the place and I feel like she's all over the place and we just ain't clicking right now. Um, <laughs> she's still nice. She seems like, she was like, I was wondering what was going on. I was wondering why you didn't attend. And I was like, yeah, girl, I completely forgot about it, ma'am. I'm sorry. Um, like a, a, a huge lack of communication like she's like oh what do you guys think about me moving the time from from seven o'clock that we meet for class to five o'clock p.m that we meet for class okay so then everybody respond and talk about some yeah we would prefer to have it at seven because we all have a lot of stuff to do later on in the evening yada 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 i said i prefer 7 a.m because i rather just get it over with she still has not responded to let us know if tomorrow we're meeting in the morning or in the evening. I don't know. So what do I go to? Like, where do I go? Like, what, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. It's interesting. 
so that's my, that's my, I said my piece <laughs> on that. And then, yeah, just like assignments, not having clean living quarters, literally feeling like I am just like throwing stuff everywhere all the time and then trying to keep up with all the stuff that's going on at the schoolhouse and trying to take care of my own body to make sure I'm not getting sick and then trying to uh, just be everything that I need to be, how I need to be. It's just a lot. It is just a lot. And then also, you know, having to pay rent, trying to keep up with the finances, making sure I'm in a good spot, trying to see like how, like, I don't know where to go to pay water bills or gas bills or electric bills. So I'm like, what do I do? Like, <laughs> do I just wait till they're like, hey, you have this bill due? Or like, do I go and like look it up on a website or something? Like, I don't know. Like, that's probably something I should ask somebody. But I don't know. Like, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I don't know. And it's just like annoying when you have these things you want to have done and it just seems like it's never done. But then when I do want to get it done, like, I have the desire to get these things done. I have the time and the motivation today to get these things done. But I just don't have the energy. Like, I do not have the physical energy as a person going through a period right now. I don't have the physical energy to get up and do these things, to get up and to, like, shave and shower and, like, do my laundry and do my hair. Like, I'm literally not going to do my hair this week because I just don't have the energy to wash it and to straighten it again. Like, I just feel like that's that's too much to go through. So I'm just going to, I mean, it doesn't look bad. I'm just going to keep it in ponytails and, and my little two braids all week because I do not have the energy to do it. And so I guess I'm complaining a lot, but it's just like, that has been something that's been really hard for me. Is like th- this week, so physically exhausted so physically like I can't I don't even know like my body just does not have energy I did a lot this week though so I have to cut myself some grace because I gotta get my crazy scissors let me get out my crazy scissors and cut myself some slack because I did a lot this week a lot more than I normally do and so my body is now just tired from that it's tired from being sick it's tired from having a period it's tired from the two days in which I was leading the class it's tired and so and then it's also tired from just like I mean I had counseling this week and we kind of like we're talking about so Tuesday I had a counseling session with my counselor and we were just kind of going into like issues of self-control because I feel like that's where a lot of my sin struggle stems from is like a lack of self-control. Like I just don't choose to do what I know I need to do. And so I was like, I feel like other things are just controlling me instead of me learning how to control and regulate my own behavior. And so then we were talking about that and we're kind of going through that and everything. And it's like, like hitting like, like moments in that where it's like we're figuring things out and we're like getting things together like we like I feel like thinking about that and then thinking about my spirituality and then think like thinking about all these different things it's just a lot it's a lot it's a lot ah! <laughs> okay I just feel like screaming 
Um, but you know what I will say? What I will say is this. I know that I'm going to get everything done that I need to get done. And it's going to happen. Uh-huh. Yeah, it will. It will. It will. You want to know how I know this? Because as soon as I'm done recording this podcast, I am going to go put on some gospel music, first of all, because gospel music motivates. <laughs> gospel, I don't know about y'all. I do not know about y'all. But for me, for me, gospel music motivates. Like, I cannot listen. Like, I'll listen to other stuff. It'll be fine. But when I turn on that gospel music, love, it gets me motivated in ways I never could have imagined before. <laughs> it gets me motivated. I, I see why parents back in the days used to, you know how they have those memes where it's like, as soon as you heard Fred Hammer come on, you know what time it was. It was time to clean up. I'm telling you, that, that is true. Like, as a adult now, living and having to clean up consistently, I am like, no, no, we are turning on Fred Hammond. <laughs> we are turning on Kirk Franklin. <laughs> we are turning on Bashawn Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, Mary Mary, Karen Clark Sheard. We're turning them on and we are going to clean up because it motivates you to get the work done. When you can sing along to it, you can vibe, you can groove and you can dance with it. And it's giving praise to the Lord, our father. And you are reminded of how much he's done for you. It does not feel like that much energy being expended to clean up. You are filling yourself while you are also doing your responsibilities. And that's something that Kamari was telling me. She was like giving me suggestions. I think I was ranting in another podcast and she was giving me suggestions on what I should do. And she said, well, why don't you turn your chores into like, why don't you do something while you're doing your chores that can like help you to better do that like that will help you um be filled up while you're doing that and i was like that's a really good idea and so that's why like when i was doing my hair last week i decided to do a podcast and i was like that's something i think i should do more frequently is like while i am podcasting i could be doing my hair because that's a task that i can I can focus on while also talking. And so I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to do that. Like, that's going to be like a routine I want to develop each week. Except for this week, I'm not doing it. I'm telling you, I'm not going to go through and wash my hair. <laughs> I don't have the energy. But I'm still podcasting. Um, and today's podcast is going to be like very notes heavy. So like, don't forget about this part. Forget about this part. Forget about this part. Other than this part, um, is going to be very notes heavy so i really wanted to focus on like what i was saying um today so i'm not going to be doing other things while i'm doing this but if i were to be doing my podcast and not doing my hair i'd also be doing other things that need to be done just so that i could get like chores done while i'm working i need to drink a sip of um, my water so hold on <coughs> that was asmr for you guys i hope you enjoy okay but no so it's just been a lot of moving parts. It's been a lot of like different things that I've just been needing to do that I just have no energy to do. And that's pretty much been the whole thing. But what I will say is this, I am actually very excited. I'm very grateful because I feel like the place that I am right now is a lot better than I was when I first started. Like two weeks ago, I was so overwhelmed. I was so like, oh my God, like I, 
I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I'm not like, I was just in a really like, because the, the change, the adjustment was so hard for me. And I'm starting to notice that like, for me, adjusting like that, that period of adjustment for me is so difficult. And it's probably difficult for a lot of like, I know it's difficult for everybody. Everybody goes through that same thing, right? Where we, when you are just in a new space, it is just so difficult for you to adjust to it really quickly. And so yeah, that's like totally fine. But it's just like that. It was just so hard for me. It was so hard for me. And so yeah, I just realized like, I don't know, I just realized like, I really, I really need to remember that everybody's going through this. It's not just me. Everybody feels like a failure because their house is not clean. Because, like, we all don't have the energy or time to clean up our houses. So we just have to do the best with what we're given. We have to do the best with what we can do in that day. And so, yeah. Anywho, I'm done on that. I'm going to stop beating up that horse. I'm going to let him get up. Let him get up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if y'all ever heard that, that audio sound where it's like, let him get up. Let him get up. But, no, I will let that horse get up because I'm done beating up that horse. I'm done. I'm done. Let's go to what I wanted to talk about today. Okay. Let me get another drink of water. This is ASMR for you guys, okay? Listen. <clears throat> Delicious. Okay. Today I wanted to talk about <laughs> why was that such a long pause? Today I wanted to talk about what happened this week. So Monday, Tuesday, regular days, right? Wednesday and Thursday, Miss Jenkins was out because she was with her son. And so, cool beans. I and a substitute teacher were kind of in charge of the class, right? You're not allowed to leave the final intern by themselves in there. They have to have a substitute. So even though I know how the classes run and I can kind of handle it, you have to have a substitute there. Cool. I recognize celebrations, challenges, and then just kind of notes for future Hannah. So those are things that I wanted to talk about today. And I just wanted to kind of go through them. I'm not going to hit on them too much, but I'm just going to hit on them enough for me to remember so that when I listen back to this podcast over the summer, as I'm deciding like what I want to do with my classroom, this is something that I want to reference so that I can remember what I learned in this period of kind of having free reign in the classroom for two days. <laughs> okay, so basically Wednesday and Thursday, I, me, so it was me and then Edder, aka Mr. Silva, uh, shout out to him, I love him, I'm gonna talk about him a little bit later, but I love him, so he's the substitute teacher who I worked with for Wednesday and Thursday, all the kids know him and love him, and then all the kids already know me because, you know, I've been interning there since last semester, so basically, we get to the classroom, we're just going through the normal daily routine. Ms. Jenkins has all the slides. I, I know how everything works in a classroom. So I basically was kind of just like letting Mr. Silva know everything that was going on. I was like, yeah, this is what we do. This is what we do. And we kind of just worked together, got through the day. So I have some celebrations that I want to share from Wednesday. My first celebration that I want to share of things that I think I did well or things that just generally, generally went well on Wednesday. Number one, time management. We stayed on time and accomplished everything scheduled. Like, we stayed, first of all, we stayed on time. Everything that needed to be done within a certain amount of time was done. And so I had to pat myself on the back for that because that was my first time ever actually being in charge of the class and not having Ms. Jenkins there. 
And we did everything on time. Like we started math on time. We ended math on time. We started ELA on time. We ended ELA on time. And we accomplished everything that was scheduled. We took the kids to lunch on time. We took them to their specials on time. And we accomplished everything that needed to be done. So all of the assignments that they needed to have, bam, all submitted. Um, and that's what I put also as my point too, was that all students or almost all students turned in the necessary assignments. So everything that was necessary for them to turn in, they turned it in um, for the most part, minus a few students who may have missed a couple assignments here or there. But mostly every student turned in necessary assignments. Um, hold on. I have to put in a note somewhere too. So I can remember this thought that I have. Okay, so yeah, almost all the students turned in their necessary assignments. That's point two. Point three, endurance. I went through teaching the whole day. Like Mr. Like Edder is amazing. Like he helped me out. We like worked together, but for the most part, I was leading almost the whole day. So like I was kind of like at the forefront of like making sure this because the students know what they're supposed to do they know what they're supposed to do and a lot of them was trying to play mrs silver uh i saw it i saw it. he they was trying to play me too but they know what they they know what their expectation is and so anyway we're like going throughout the day and stuff like that and like i was kind of mostly leading it and so it was a lot more than i normally do and so i feel like that was just a celebration that i endured through the whole day my fourth celebration is that I apologized when I was wrong and I asked for forgiveness. Like I genuinely sought forgiveness. Now, apologizing is not just saying, oh, I'm sorry. Well, that is what apologizing is. Apologizing is saying, I'm sorry, or confessing that like you were in the wrong. But I also sought forgiveness from my students. And this is something that I really wanna take as a part of my teaching philosophy is actually asking students for forgiveness. I notice a lot of times when teachers are in the wrong, they're like, oh, okay. I'm sorry like no you were in the wrong love you need to apologize and so anytime I called out a student and it was like not what actually happened or anytime I just said something that was wrong I would be like oh I'm sorry I apologize for that will you forgive me like I remember Isaiah I kept calling him over to come get his binder like because he was taking a long time but I didn't notice that he was doing something else I didn't notice that he was trying to get his like backpack and like he had dropped his his work box and so all his supplies were all over the place so he's frazzled and then he got me over here yelling at him trying to get his binder so then i was like i was like oh when i noticed that he was scrambling to get his binder i grabbed his binder i mean scrambling to get his materials i grabbed his binder i walked over to him and i said isaiah look at me i apologize for yelling at you to come get your binder i did not notice that you had other stuff going on will you forgive me and then he kind of just like looked up and I was like, Isaiah, will you forgive me? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, okay, thank you. And I put his binder on his desk. Like sometimes we make mistakes. And so we have to ask for forgiveness. And that's something I'm really passionate about because like these children need to know that like we make mistakes and that you can give me forgiveness or you don't have to forgive me necessarily, but I'm going to still seek forgiveness from you because I was in the wrong. So that is something that was a celebration on Wednesday. Another celebration was reminding students of the expectations. A lot of students kept getting up to get markers, getting up to get uh, glue sticks, getting up to sharpen their pencils, were walking, like weren't walking in line appro appropriately. And so I had to remind them of the expectations. The expectation is that you get a marker or a, an eraser or a glue stick before class starts. Like you know that before class starts, or when it's at an appropriate time, you can get up and get that. But because because like this is the thing, 
Miss Jenkins doesn't let them get their, their supplies, like new supplies. She doesn't let them get that during lessons or like during the day because then everybody's like, this is, this is why I appreciate having routines like that is because you have to set up a routine that you're comfortable with everybody doing. So like if you let a student get up and go sharpen their pencil, you have to be comfortable with every student at any point in the day getting up and getting and sharpening their pencil. And so if you're not okay with that, don't let that happen. Like I'm not okay with a student getting up and sharpening their pencil while I'm teaching. So if you get up and get up and sharpen your pencil, I'm going to tell you, no, go sit back down because you know the expectation is not to sharpen your pencil at this time. And your expectation is to put your pencil in your cubby and let the person who's in charge of pencil sharpening, that's their job, because Ms. Jenkins gives everybody jobs, that's their job, you need to let them do that. And so that's something that like I will later on talk about like routines and procedures that I want to set in place. That's something that I actually agree with Ms. Jenkins on is that like a part of being fair and equitable in the classroom is saying, would I let every student do this? And if I would not let every student do this, then that's the procedure that I need to put in place. If I would not let every student get up and get their marker, every student get up and get a glue stick while I'm teaching, then I need to say, no, you can get that materials before class starts. And I often remind them like, hey guys, now's a good time. <laughs> if you need an eraser, if you need a, a marker, if you need a glue stick, go ahead and get one. So I can remind them, especially if I know that there was a student who needed one the day before, I definitely try to remind them the next day if I remember. So definitely like reminding them of expectations, highly, highly, highly important. And I was very um, proud of myself for doing that. That was a good celebration. Another celebration I have is having fun moments with the kids. Like definitely during recess, we all often have fun, fun moments. But then even like later on, I was like, okay, guys, I know y'all just have been having a rough day today, huh? Like we have had a lot going on because I think it was Wednesday. Miss Jenkins wasn't there. We had a fire drill. Like everything was just like, ooh. And so I had us come in from, from the fire drill. We sat down. I said, we're going through a lot today, aren't we? And everyone was like, yeah. And I was like, Miss Jenkins isn't here. We've got a fire drill going on. Like it's a lot going on. People came in late for bus. So let's just take a moment to sit here and breathe. And so we did a couple of breathing exercises and like that was really fun. Everybody felt kind of a little bit more relaxed after that. And then I later on that day had us do a group hug because I was like, everybody like was just feeling a little bit frustrated, frazzled. So I had us do a group hug, not the whole class, but just who I was like, all right, whoever needs a free hug, come get a free hug. And um, I thought that that was really fun. Um, another celebration was being fair. I did not let people do things that I wouldn't let everyone do. Now, there was a moment when I did be unfair and I had to quickly correct myself so people were turning stuff in and we were about to go to gator time which is like kind of this tiered instruction time where students who need extra support go to different teachers for extra support and so some of the students stay in the classroom though because they do independent reading or they do vocabulary time because they don't need that extra support so they just have kind of extra activities that they can do in the classroom and so those students I was about to tell them like I actually said this I said for those of you who stay in Ms. Jenkins' class during Gator time, if you didn't finish your writing, you can finish it now. And then I was like, I had to quickly go like, uh, wait, no, 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 no. I'm so sorry. Like, no, we're, I, since everyone's not able to do that, I'm not going to do that. And that was actually incorrect of me to say that because the time that they all had was the allotted time that they were allowed to do that assignment. So they couldn't even do extra time anyway, even if they wanted to. Um, and so that was wrong of me to say. So I had to quickly kind of correct that and be like, no, actually, like, we're not going to do that. I'm sorry. I was wrong. 
we're going to just do regular gator time. And so, but I, I had to quickly, quickly correct myself and be fair in that and be like, no, I wouldn't let everybody do their writing again, or everybody doesn't have the opportunity to work on their writing right now. So I have to be fair and let that go. And so, yeah. Anywho, that was um, a celebration of just being fair, making sure that I was being fair to everyone. And also like being fair as in like who I'm calling out for misbehaviors too. Like if students are talking, I call out everyone. Like I'm like, if you are talking and you're not supposed to be talking or if you are misbehaving and you're not supposed to be misbehaving, I'm not just calling on the students who frequently get in trouble, but I'm calling on everybody who does it. And so, yeah. Um, and then another celebration that I had was reading aloud books during our downtime. So like we had a couple of moments of downtime. I didn't really know what to do. So I picked up two books and I had them point which direction they wanted to read so that we could see which book they wanted to read. So most students pointed to the left. So I picked the book that was on the left. And so then um, we read the book and I kind of like walked around and was reading this book and they actually were very interested in it. Like they enjoyed the book that I was reading. And then I think we read a second book that day too. We read two books that day um, because we just had the time to do so. And so they really enjoyed it and they liked it. And then they started asking if they could read the books. And I was like, that's something that I'm definitely willing to let them do eventually. Like if I'm reading a book and then like, you know, we have another down moment that they want to read a book, like I will allow like one person to kind of read the book for us so that it can encourage their fluency, but it can also encourage our students to like listen to one another better. And so that was something good. And I was like asking questions throughout it and everything like, as we're reading and kind of going along. Um, but I liked it because it actually got the students quiet and paying attention. Like, of course there were students who were doing a lot of stuff, but I, I use this thing called proximity where basically like, if a student is talking, you just kind of walk over to them and you let your presence speak for itself. So like, because I'm reading the book and you're talking, one of us is gonna have to stop. <laughs> that makes me think of that, um, it makes me think of that video where the guy is like, the guy is like, I drive a used Honda Civic. Kamara, you know what I'm talking about. I drive a used Honda Civic. Like, I'm reading a book right now, and one of us is going to have to stop. And it's not going to be me. <laughs> so if I'm walking over to you, and, like, I'm standing near your table, and you're talking, but I'm reading, everybody's eyes is on us because I have the book in my hand. I'm showing everybody the book. So obviously one of us is going to have to stop talking and it's going to be you. It's not going to be me. It's going to be you. Um, <laughs> and so, and so, um, yeah, but I really enjoyed that. And I thought that, that was a really good use of our time. And I feel like that just promotes reading and it promotes an engagement with, with literature. And I think also it's really good too, because like a lot of students don't take the reading counts tests that they have to take in order to get points for the book that they read. And so if we're able to read books together that are worth points, then you can take a test on that book and then be able to um, um, gain some points that you might not have gained before. And so I tried to share that idea with Ms. Jenkins, but I think that we kind of see things a little bit differently. So I was like, that's probably something I'm going to implement more when I'm in my own classroom, but I definitely really like the idea. Um, that I felt like was a celebration on Wednesday was managing individual behavior and reminding them of expected behavior. This kind of goes back to reminding the students of expectations, but I also manage like individual behavior, meaning like when individual students would misbehave, I would actually have discussions with them about why their behavior was not appropriate. And I would be like, this is what I'm expecting of you now. 
also I would have a whole bunch of group expectations too. Like if something were happening, I would be like, okay, well, this is not respectful to me or Mr. So like I had to break them down literally at the, on Wednesday because they was acting up since Ms. Jenkins wasn't there. And I had to tell them like the way that you are acting right now, I know is not how we act and Ms. Jenkins is here. You are disrespecting Mr. Silva and I, and I don't appreciate that. And I had to go through this whole thing, bro. But I actually did it and it did, and it did well. But one thing I will say that I'm really proud of is that like this or grateful for, I would say more so than proud of, because it's not even my own strength that I do this, but it's through God's strength that I do this. But like, I didn't, there was not a moment in Wednesday or Thursday that I had to go get another teacher to come help us take care of the classroom. Like there was not a moment when, I had to go get Miss Gallahue to be like, hey, they're acting up. Can you come help me? Or like where they were just acting so crazy that Miss Gallahue had to come over and set them straight. Like there was not a moment when that happened because I was setting them straight. And I just thought that that was such a like testament to the, the teacher that I'm developing into that I am now able to kind of learning how to manage behavior. And I thought that that was very, very good. I also think another celebration was uh, being fair and calling out misbehavior, like making sure that everyone who was misbehaving, that I made sure that I talked to them or I told them, hey, like, this is whatever, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, there was a moment in which uh, one of the students was being impatient with another student. And so while one of the students was, like, actually, like, frustrated and yelling out, I also talked to the student who wasn't frustrated and yelling out, but I talked to him because I was like, I need you to practice patience with the student who's frustrated and yelling out. I said, I know that this can be a difficult task, but I need you to practice patience. And so I noticed that afterward, he started kind of being kinder in his, I said, I need you to use kinder tones and I need you to be patient. And so he started using kinder words with the student that was like, tip is the one that's typically misbehaving because I feel like it's both and. Like, I feel like if there's a student misbehaving, it's not just that student, but it's also all the students around who instigate that behavior because of their actions and their words. It's both and. That student is both misbehaving because that's their own responsibility, their own choice to act like that. But also the influences of others can cause them to feel like that choice that they're making is the only choice that they can make. So I want to make sure that we are having a balanced perspective and making sure that we're all being patient and practicing patience with one another. Another celebration of Wednesday was that all the binders went home. Everybody who was there got their binders taken home. So we have these binders. They're called communication binders. It's just all of their work that they've done, any flyers that the school sends out, any other stuff. They put it, we have to make sure that all the binders, you know, have the information in it. So I, I made sure all the stuff that was filed, like all the binders had their, all their papers in it. And then I made sure everybody got their binders and all the binders for everybody who was there went home, which I was very like proud of because that's one of the things, like that's one of the other little turning parts that happens when you're in a classroom is that you have to make sure kind of all these little minuscule things happen as well. So everybody's binder went home. Um, and then my 12th celebration, I didn't realize how many celebrations I had, but this is something I'm trying to get better at is I'm trying to get better at not critiquing myself, but celebrating while also having constructive feedback. So I'll get to the constructive feedback later, but I want to talk about like my celebration first. Um, my 12th celebration was talking to Edder. I love him. <laughs> like Wednesday, I don't know. We just have so many cool conversations. He's somebody that I feel at home with when I talk to. And he's Hispanic. I think he's Guatemalan, not going to lie. But I feel like we just connect so much. Like I feel like we have 
um, this like shared connection because we're both minorities. But um, it's really interesting. Like, I feel like our conversation is just so easy to slip into a conversation with him. I don't feel like I have to like, uh, like put up a front or like, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just like, I, it just feels like home. It just feels like I can just let down my guard and have a conversation. And it's also because, not just because of the shared like minority thing, but it's also just a shared like culture in general. Like I'll talk about this. Well, I'll just go ahead and talk about it now. Thursday, we, that was when I really found out like why we connect so well, because we actually have a shared like culture, not apart from the race thing. Like we have a actual shared culture. Like he's into gaming. I'm like gaming associated because of my brother. So I know a thing or two about like Xboxes and PS5. So I can have conversations like that with him, but I feel very comfortable around people who are gamers because their lingo is very much like I feel like it's very much like society lingo. Like when I watch a lot of like TikToks or videos, a lot of people reference a lot of like gaming lingo. Like a lot of, I feel like a lot, a lot of the the language that we use and the audios that we use come from like Discord and come from like, you know, all those Twitch and stuff like that. Like people who are streaming and kind of making jokes and stuff like, I don't know. So a lot of the content that I watch is gaming associated. And um, a lot of the stuff that my brother talks about gaming associated. So I'm just associated with the gaming culture. So I'm able to connect with him on that. And so we kind of were just like talking about that stuff. And he was asking me like, what do you think I should get my wife? I'm like, I don't know what you should get your wife. Because I don't know her. I don't know what you should get your wife for Valentine's Day. But he's like, do you think that I should get her like the digital version of this Xbox? I'm like, I don't know, bro. I don't know. <laughs> but it was a fun conversation. Um, and then also like I found out on Thursday that uh, he's also Christian and I'm Christian as well. And so both of us were talking about how like churches don't really feel the same anymore. Like we're missing Sunday school. We don't really have Sundays. Like we talked in depth about how Sunday school isn't really prevalent in a lot of churches anymore. And we both talked about this kind of shared feeling of not feeling like churches really represent us. And I was talking about how I don't really feel represented in churches that I go to. And he was talking about how like he prefers to go to Spanish speaking churches or services because he does not like, he, he feels more at home with uh, Spanish speaking services because that's what he grew up with. And so we just have this shared thing of like not being the dominant culture and not feeling really represented in churches. And so that was really cool to connect on. And especially having that shared thing of like knowing what Sunday school is and stuff like that. Like that was a cool conversation to have. And we talked about Andy Minio, like, um, I think the conversation actually happened because I was grading papers and I was listening to music and we, and then I started um, playing some songs and he asked me who my favorite artist was. And I think we started getting in a conversation and then I started talking about that. And then I started talking about how they were Christian artists and stuff. And then he started talking about his favorite artist, Andy Minio. And I was like, oh my God, I love Andy Minio. And so we started getting in a conversation about that and stuff. So um, it's really crazy how music starts a lot of conversations, but yeah. So we were sharing that and then, we talked about Andy Minio for a little bit and that was cool. And then I shared with him uh, Toby Nwigwe and he loved Toby Nwigwe. And he was like, oh, like I'm going to look him up right now. So he looked him up on Spotify, followed him and all stuff like that. Thought it was really cool. But I showed him one of my favorite kind of videos by Toby Nwigwe. Because I was, I think that part of the conversation happened because I was telling him about how I wanted to get the vinyl of Toby's music. And so then, yeah. and it was just like, conversation like I'm just I love people that it just feels easy to talk to and that's how it feels with like it just feels like easy to talk to like I don't feel like I gotta 
figure out what am I saying? Like, you know what I mean? It just felt a, like an easy conversation. Um, and we started talking about food and family. And like, I started telling him about my mama food and like, cause this was during lunch. I started talking about my mama food and how I love when she makes them fried barbecue wings. And he started telling me about his mama food and what he was cooking for dinner that day and stuff like that. And so it's just like, I don't know. It's just this, it's there's these connections that you have with people sometimes where it's just, you have shared culture, right? And culture meaning not necessarily like uh, your your racial culture, but like just your, what you do daily, the type of food you eat, the, the way that you connect over music or the way that you connect with family, the, the, the churches that you go to or, or the way that you represent your, or express your religion, like all these different things make up culture. And I feel like we have very, similar or adjacent cultures in which it made it easier for us to connect and i thought that that was really cool um on wednesday this is a lot i'm so sorry guys but i'm not also, i'm also not that sorry um on wednesday i feel like i learned my limits too and that was a celebration um i remember that i wanted to sign up for a bible study and so i ended up calling uh or getting in contact with them in order to si sign up for bible study at the church that i'm attending and I remember the lady calling me that day on Wednesday and was like, hey, remember she kind of went through everything that they're having and all that stuff like that. And she was like, are you able to come tonight? And I basically let her know, like, oh, no, I'm not able to. I had a really long day. And I was so proud of myself that I said no, because the past Hannah would have been like, yeah, because I'm interested in it. I would have tried to push myself to do it. But because I recognized that I had an incredibly long day and I'm exhausted and I have to do this again tomorrow that I'm just going to rest now so that I can recover and I'll be, I'll, I'll be ready for next week. And so that was good learning my limits. And I just learned how to take care of myself on Wednesday too. Like I took a bath, I relaxed and I just sat there and, 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 and recovered in the, in the bathtub. I just put my little bath salts in there. I laid there, I recovered y'all. And I'm just feeling like I'm starting to learn how to really, rejuvenate my body in order to be prepared for the next day um thursday i think i'm gonna go to my challenges first and then i'm gonna go to my thursday celebration so my challenges that i was facing kind of on both days is number one nitpicking behavior sometimes i feel like i just start nitpicking like i feel like i'm constantly like hey 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 hey, hey you know nagging but um i feel like i also don't i also feel like there's certain times when you do need to get on every behavior in which it happens that way it doesn't become a bigger thing like for example the pencil sharpening or stuff like that like i feel like sometimes that feels like it's nitpicking but it's like it's not really when you think about it because you don't want that behavior to amplify because the thing is is that with kids when they see one person doing it they all start doing it they like little sheep we all like sheep but they really like sheep like they will see somebody doing something and they'll be like oh okay since the teacher ain't said nothing to do i'm gonna just go do it. and they do it and so if it's a behavior that you don't mind amplifying cool but if it's a behavior that you don't want to amplify you better stop that thing right now another challenge was letting go i feel like i kept holding on to the things that they were doing i wasn't being very merciful actually the pastor was talking about that today the pastor was talking about today in the sermon he he's still on you know macario tune into my uh podcast from last week <laughs> shameless plug shameless plug but uh <laughs> but um 
talked a lot about last week, the Makarios kind of uh, like we're reading through Matthew chapter five and he was going through verses three through six. And then today he went through verses seven through eight. And it talks about blessed are the merciful for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. And so he talked about mercy and what merciful means. And so one of the things that stood out to me that he said was that a merciful person is not easily angered. A merciful person is not, um, it does not hold account of wrong. And also a, merc- uh, a person who's coming from a merciful perspective uh, is not easily offended. Like you're not offended by everything. And I felt like I was offended by everything because I was like, well, because I felt like the, the things that the students were doing, like it actually offended me. Because when you really think about it, like students can do things that are very hurtful, like not even going to lie. I don't think that they, they don't recognize it because their frontal lobes aren't developed yet, but they do things that are actually hurtful. And so I, I have to learn how to be merciful because just like how God has been merciful to me and how even my mother has been merciful to me. Like I think about the times when I was so rude to my mother and like, just like, you know, growing up as a teen and stuff like that, like I was so rude to her, like genuinely. And for her to be as merciful as she was. And I remember even apologizing to her one day and being like, Mom, like, I am so sorry that I acted that way. I don't know how you, like, were so patient with me, but, like, I am so sorry. And she was like, girl, I wasn't bothered by what you did. She was like, I'm, she said, I'm a grown woman. Like, I was not bothered by what you did. And it was so funny the way she said it, because she was basically saying that, like, you're a 13-year-old and I'm 47. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, honestly, like, have to take that same approach with my students is like I have to be very merciful to them and patient with them because they're literally nine and ten like I am 19 years old and they are nine and ten years old like what are they gonna do (laughs) what are they gonna do and it's it's um, a sign of somebody who is not mature if you are easily offended by children like children do offensive things but you have to recognize that that's that stage in life right and so just that stage in life like it is both and but it's like you have to recognize that they are not cognitively developed like that yet but that also it's a personal choice that they're making so sometimes you do need to hold them accountable but it's like both and um but like I just think that I should not be easily offended by them because at the end of the day I don't need their validation at the end of the day they are not the people that I am seeking to affirm me so why am I offended by them walking away from me when I'm trying to have a conversation with them. You know what I mean? Like that's, I feel like I need to let that go. And so that was something I was struggling with on Wednesday and Thursday was like letting go of those misbehaviors and not holding it against them. Like I didn't verbalize and be like, remember when you did this? But I was holding it in my heart of like, why is he? and I'm holding and I'm keeping a record of everything that they did wrong instead of letting that go and being like, okay, whatever. I mean, he nine, what he gonna do? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so I have to really learn how to let that go. That was something that was a challenge for me. And I think it's still challenging for me to this, to this day, it's still a challenge of letting go when students act disrespectfully to me or act in disobedience to me, because I'm like, I don't know. It's just, you see what should be right, you see, you see what should be done, right? And then you're like, mm. and like, even when students are like laughing at another student, like there are moments when which some of our students who have, have um, certain like dis- disabilities, when they start kind of like acting in certain ways, 
then you'll see other students looking at one another laughing. And I hold that against them too. And I'm like, I have to learn to let that go because this is a moment in which I need to teach them how to behave better. Um, and that I need to hold them to that expectation of behaving better than this. And so I think that like, I just have to learn to let that go and not hold that against them. Um, and so, yeah. A third thing that was a challenge this week was doubting myself and my abilities. I feel like a lot of times I feel like I'm incompetent, but these past two days have showed me that I am very competent, that I am more competent than I think. And granted, I need to know how to let other people help me. Like that was a challenge too, was like letting Editor actually help me and be like, yeah, do this, do that. You know what I mean? Like Thursday, I feel like I let him help me a lot more because I didn't realize how tired I was. But like, I definitely need help in learning how to help, learning how to let other people help me. So that was a challenge too, was letting other people help me. But doubting myself, like I was really like, oh my gosh, am I doing this correctly? Like, am I? And then like, no, I am doing this correctly. I am like, even when I was grading the test, we did really poorly on our past test. We got a 38% as a class average on our past test. Yeah. But on a brighter side, this actually encouraged my heart. On a brighter side, one of our students, uh, she and she's my favorite. I think she's the only black girl in our classroom, but she is so wonderful and kind. And love. I just, my heart, I love her so much. I love all my students, but I love her so much. She actually got an 82% on our test. Like that's because when I was grading, I was like, oh my gosh, am I grading this incorrectly? Like, did I teach them something wrong? Am I doing this? Inc like, what's going on? And then... I see that she got an 82% and I'm like, okay, so maybe I'm not wrong because a lot of it was that the students weren't actually answering the question. Like they were doing it, but they weren't answering what the question was asking. So they were doing whatever they were thinking, but they weren't answering the question. So of course it's wrong if you're not answering the question, right? So, but she answered the question and she did it correctly. And so she ended up getting an 82%. And I was like, okay, so maybe I'm not doing this incorrectly. Like maybe I am doing this good. And so I just feel like a lot of times I doubt myself and my abilities when things are going wrong, but it's like, no, like, no, this is correct. You're doing the right thing. You are doing what needs to be done. And I also doubted myself the way that I was interacting with my students because I'm discovering that I am a warm demander, that I will call you out and I will roast you if you want to show me some attitude. Like there's a lot, you have to know which students to do it with. I'm not going to roast every student just because of the sake of roasting, right? But it's like, there are certain students who like, they want to act out. And so I'm going to call you out when you act out. Like I remember, okay, this was funny. So we're in class and one of the students who sits at the front, I asked a question and he wanted to provide a silly answer to the question. And he, and he got the whole class laughing. He got the whole class laughing. Uh, he want to be a class clown so bad. I said, okay, that's not the correct answer, but I'm going to come back to you until you can find the correct answer. And so then I, I went around and I asked. <laughs> I, I basically said in so many words, stand up to you by your mind. <laughs> Don't worry, that one's for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. But no, I basically said in so many words, stand up until you find your mind. Um, And so... <laughs> So I told him, no, I said, I'm going to come back to you and you're going to tell me a correct answer. And so then I went around, asked other students to share. I came back to him, Joey, I shouldn't have said his name, but I said, do you have an answer? He was like, uh, I said, mm, not quite. That's really, really close. I like what you're thinking of that. And I went back around the classroom. I said, I'm going to come back to you though. I went around the classroom 
I came back to him. He had an answer. I said, cool beans. And then we moved on. But it's like, sometimes I would feel like that is wrong to do, to call out students like that. But I was like, like, this is how I am. Like, I feel like I have a high expectation of all my students. And so I have no problem calling out students, not in a rude way of like, oh, you gotta like putting them on the spot. But in like, if you want to make a silly remark, you don't want to say the correct answer. My expectation is that you're saying the correct answer. And so if you're not meeting that expectation, we're going to work together till you get to that expectation. Now, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm not going to leave you out there to die. But I am going to help you get there. And I expect you to respect me. And so I think that I gained their respect in certain aspects on Thursday and Friday. I mean, on Wednesday and Thursday, because I showed them I'm not one to be played with. Like, y'all really think that I am one to be played with? No, ma'am. I am not one to be played with. And so that was cool. We did that or whatever. But I started doubting myself. And I really, really doubt myself when other people are watching. Like, when other people are around me, I feel like I start doubting myself even more. Like, when Miss Jenkins comes back in the classroom, I often doubt myself. And I'm like, am I doing, like, am I saying this wrong? Like, should I not have said this to this kid? Whatever, whatever. And it's like, no, you're doing exactly what you need to do, how you need to do it that works best for yourself. And um, that's just the type of teacher that I am, that I'm starting to see. I am a type of teacher who is like that. I love you and I'm going to let you know that I love you and that I respect you, but you're also going to reach the expectations that I have for you. Um, another challenge was feeling like I'm being rude when I'm just trying to be honest. There was times when I was like, okay, forced participation, like when I start calling out for certain students to answer. I said, is that, in my mind, I was like, is that making them anxious or is that making them tender? Like, am I causing them to have anxiety when I do these things? Or is it causing them to be attentive in the classroom and participate, right? Because here's the thing is like, sometimes I just like will be writing on the board and I'll just call out a random student, not because they're doing anything bad, but just because I, I want to hear from everyone. So if there's a student I notice has not particularly been participating, I'll just call on them and ask them to share or I'll ask them to share what they know. And I wonder sometimes, does that forced participation cause them to be anxious or does it cause them to actually pay attention? Um, or calling people out. I feel like, is that mean or is that mindful? Like, is it mean that I'm doing this? Or is it me being mindful of their behaviors and wanting them to become mindful of what they're doing as well? And so those are questions that I often have. Um, and I don't want to get to the point of disrespecting students. I don't want to get to the point of taking it too far. Like, I remember we were walking in the hallway and one of the students started making a whole bunch of noises. He normally doesn't make a whole bunch of noises, but I was like, okay. I said, um, you know, the expectation of walking in a line. I said, do you need to come hold my hand? Because you're acting like a toddler right now. And toddlers hold people's hands when they're walking in the line. And he was like, no, I don't need to. I said, okay, so then I need you to stop making noises because that's what toddlers do. He was like, Mr. Renator, why are you roasting me? I'm like, and so in my mind, I was like, am I really like taking it too far, like roasting these kids? But like, no, like, I don't think I am taking it too far. It's the heart posture. So what I came to the conclusion of was that it's my heart posture. If my heart posture is to call out a student to embarrass them, if my heart posture is to call out a student because I know they don't know the answer, then that is when they start feeling anxious. That is when they start feeling like they're being called out and I'm being mean. That is when it's incorrect. That's when I don't need to be doing that. My heart posture needs to be in the right place. But if my heart posture is to call on a student to keep them on their toes and make sure that they're paying attention or to just give them opportunity to share where they haven't give, been given an, an opportunity to share, then that will be the result. That they will feel like they're being kept on their toes. They will pay attention and they will have the chance to share. Another thing that I noticed is that sometimes 
students want to be called on. Like sometimes I will call on students and they know the answer. And sometimes they're a little bit doubting of themselves, but I know that they know the answer. And so some of my shyer students may not raise their hand, but when I call on them, then they participate and they know the answer. And I affirm them by letting them know, yes, that is exactly correct. You're awesome. Or like, I just let them know, like, yes, you know the answer and you need to be confident in who you are. You know what I mean? And I, I love that so much. Like I love affirming my students. And so um, a lot of times though, they will see the smarter students raise their hand or they, like a lot of times the, I say smarter students cause that's what they perceive them as. They perceive other students as smarter than them when that's not necessarily the case. We all have different strengths and assets and we all have different weaknesses, right? And that's why we need to build up each other. So some of the students who might be stronger in certain areas raise their hand a lot quicker, 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 right? I don't always want to call on those students. Now, I don't always ignore those students because those students need to be affirmed and they need to be strengthened too. Just because everybody's not at their level doesn't mean that they don't need to be strengthened and empowered as well. Like I found myself sometimes getting annoyed with those students because they often like raise their hand all the time or like call out. And it's like, no, like they just need to be challenged a little bit more because they, the, what they're working on right now is like sometimes too easy for them. And so I had to be like, okay, they're not doing this like because they want to just be smarter than everybody else, but they are doing this because they want to be challenged in certain ways and, and to further their thinking and their knowledge. And so I had to be mindful of that too, but also I want to give everyone this, the opportunity to share. And so sometimes people will shy away from it because they see other students who are more outgoing or who seem like they know more than them and they won't raise their hand. But if I call on them, they often know the answer. And so I love that. I also love when we go to small groups because the students actually really like small groups. Like when I tell them, oh, we're not going to small group today, they're like, oh man, like we told them on Friday because uh, Ms. Jenkins had gone a little bit over time. And so we were like, oh, we're not doing small group today. They're like, ah, oh, like everyone's like, ah, oh, man. I was like, I didn't know they actually liked that because I'm the one that does small group all the time now since I'm teaching math for the most part. And so they literally were like, oh man, I was like, Hey, I want you doing something good. If if they talk about so, oh man, they want to go. Like, <laughs> but no, there's an expectation that I have in small group that everyone participates, and I do call on people in small group. Like, hey, what do you do? You know the answer? What's the answer? Tell me this. Read this. Like, even if you don't know the answer, I'll have you read the problem. Like, if you're a student who I know might not be stronger in the subject, I'll be like, okay, read the problem for us. Though. What's this fraction though? Tell us what this fraction is. Tell us what you know what I mean. Like, I will harp on what you do know. And so, um, yeah. That was certain challenges that I had this week. Thursday was, I had some celebrations from Thursday. I realized that I am a warm demander. That's my teaching style. Um, I am warm and welcoming and inviting and I love you, but I also have these certain expectations that I want you to get to. That's what I'm learning. I also realized that I like the way that I teach. It is true to who I am and that I expect all students will do there. Therefore, I treat them as well. I want all my students to do well. And so I treat them as if they are students who do well. Um, I also had a celebration that I dealt very respectfully, but also very, uh, <laughs> when I think about this, it's just so funny. Cause it's like, okay, I have two things. One thing is a celebration. One thing was a challenge dealing respectfully with the student. Okay. So there was a student that was acting up. This is the same student who called out a silly answer. And I told him that I'm gonna keep coming back to him until he gave me the correct answer. Um, <laughs> until he find his mind he didn't find his mind that day <laughs> sorry but he didn't like he gave me so many problems that day so literally we walked into class 
and he threw something across the classroom and I was like and I told him to come over and I told him to come have a seat and at first I was just gonna have a short little conversation with him have him go back to his desk but he wanted to walk around all around the classroom and I had to keep telling him to come sit down and so then I when he finally came over he didn't sit where I asked him to sit he sat all the way across the table on the other side so I walked over to him I got really close to him and I said what you just did right now is very disrespectful and it is disobedient to me. I said, you showed me two forms of disobedience today. You showed me delayed disobedience, which means you took your time to get here. You didn't come when I asked you to come. And you also didn't direct disobedience where I asked you to sit somewhere and you sat somewhere else where you wanted to sit. I said, both of those forms, both of those are forms of disobedience and both of those are disrespectful to me. I said, so we're gonna sit here today and we're gonna practice obedience. Okay, we're going to sit here and you're going to sit here until I tell you that you can get up. And that's why we're going to learn obedience today. I said, so how long are you going to sit here? And he repeated how long we're going to sit here. And I said, so why are you sitting here? Um, because I didn't come over. I said, no, because you had delayed disobedience and you had direct disobedience. And I made him repeat me. And I kept asking him over and over again, how long are you going to sit here? And why are you sitting here? Over and over again. He kept repeating it over until he got it. And I said, okay, now, when I tell you you can get up, you can get up. And uh, he sat there. He did. He, <laughs> it's actually crazy because I was genuinely surprised that he sat there and did not get up. And I told him, I said, at first, when I called you over, it was just going to be a simple conversation. But because you decided to disobey me, we're going to practice obedience today. And like, it was so crazy because genuinely, I was surprised that he sat there. I thought he was going to get up. And I told him, I said, I do not want you to get up to get water. I do not want you to get up to blow your nose. You are sitting here until I tell you you can get up. Um, because he's normally that student that gets up and walks around and just, he does a lot. And so I told him, I said, don't get up until I tell you to. And it was crazy that he actually didn't get up until I told him to. And I was, I was shocked because I thought he was going to get up and get hand sanitizer. There was even moments when all the students were over where he was because the, the poster that they needed to write their name and their books and stuff on was over there. And so a lot of students were filling in their names and their books. And it's a lot of students who like normally he's like he's friends with and he normally talks to and stuff like that. He didn't even say a word to them, bro. He was reading his little book. <laughs> he was reading Diary of Wimpy Kid like his life depended on it. I said, <laughs> I said oh my God, I done scared this kid. But no. <laughs> He was reading that book like his life depended on it. He did not get distracted. I said, oh, my Lord. That's when I recognized that I'm a warm demander. That's when I recognized that me doing what I do is not taking it too far, um, but that it's simply, like, doing what needs to be done. And so, yeah, and it was interesting, and it was cool. And then eventually I let him get up, and he, you know, went and got sat back at his desk. He still was acting a fool. But I was like, you know what, I can't, I can't beat him up for everything. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, but then there was a moment in which I do think that I took it too far. He ran and jumped over the, like he forgot about how we walk in line and expectations. And I was just tired of having conversations with him, right? I was tired of like having a conversation. And so uh, he ran and jumped over this little like stool, like this little bench area. And I told him, I said, Joey, have a seat. And he sat there. And then 
I walked back in the classroom, and I closed the door, and I had a bed. <laughs> I just left the boy outside. And um, that's something that's, like, I think that, I think I took that one too far. Because <laughs> it's, like, um, like Fernander, we can't do that. We cannot have a child just sitting outside. Um, but, no, he, he acted. In, in my mind, I was, like, he acts like he want to sit outside, so I'm going to let him sit outside. And um, it was, like, no. That's not what we do. Um, but I was just so tired of him. I don't think I was showing mercy in that moment because I was so um, offended by his actions. I took it personally, honestly. When he was acting up, I took it personally. Rather than just remembering that this dude doesn't have his prefrontal lobe developed yet. Like, he doesn't think about the consequences of his actions, right? And so, like, yes, some of it he should understand as a 9-year-old, as a 10-year-old. I don't know how old he is. But yes, some of it he should understand. But some of it he just simply, like, doesn't have in his brain because he doesn't have that yet. And so I had to I had to be merciful, but I was not merciful in that situation. And I definitely held his past offenses against him. And I was like, he want to act up all day, he can sit outside. And so I did have him sit outside, and then I finally came and got him. Um, and I think in that moment it was rude, too, because all of the students were kind of looking like, oh, Mr. Fernando just left him outside. Oh, like, where is he? He's not in here. She left him outside. And they kept saying, Miss Fernando, he's still outside. And I was like, I don't. And like I think that was just taking it a little bit too far. But he did come back in and be quiet. So I was like, okay. But I just don't think that was the way to handle that situation. So I definitely needed to do better on that. But I recognized that um yeah. And so then um, but another celebration was the fact that literally all day, him and his other little friend. They have been giving me problems all day. I tell you, they wore me out. I told them, I looked at them, I said, hey, y'all two gonna have to give me a hug today. I don't care when you give me a hug, but both of y'all gonna have to give me a hug because the way that y'all names have been in my mouth all day today, I need a hug. And uh, they actually did come give me a hug and it was cool. And I feel like after that, I kind of like gained a little bit of respect from the both of them. Because the day afterward, one of them came up to me and gave me a hug, like, unprompted. And I was like, that's cool. Um, so, yeah. <sighs> and then I also, another celebration on Thursday was I recognized that I have no problem apologizing and asking students for forgiveness. I also have no problem saying I love you to a student. And I feel like sometimes it can be taken, like, weird. Like, oh, she said I love you to a student. But, like, no, genuinely, I love my students. I love people in general. But I don't have a problem saying I love you to my students. Like, I will give them a hug and say, I love you. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Because I just think that that's fine. And so, but a lot of times I start getting in my head because I wonder what other people think about me saying that. And it's just like, I don't know. I have to get over that because a lot of people don't hear that they're loved. And so I want them to know that they're loved. Another celebration from Thursday was not going above and beyond, but doing what's required. I feel like back in the day, I thought that going above and beyond was like, it I was like yeah I gotta go above and beyond but like I'm starting to recognize that like doing what's required is enough like you do not need to go above and beyond because nobody is sitting there saying oh my gosh she's so great for going above and beyond like no one's doing that like they don't care okay they just want the job to be done they don't care how far above it you've gone and so I just did what was required and honestly literally every day I did what was required of me like I did not try to go and do the most I just did what do I need to do for today and I got it done. And it was crazy because literally on, on Friday, me, Miss Jenkins, and Edder were all having a conversation. And like Miss Jenkins started singing my praises, talking about, yeah, she was, this is this was her. She was like, I love her so much. I love her so much. She was like, Yeah. 
was there. She's like, she's like, yeah, I wouldn't have left the classroom. You know, I would have been so worried on Wednesday and Thursday. I wouldn't have left for two days if I hadn't known that she wasn't going to be here. Like, I am so grateful to have her here. Like, I know I would have been so worried if she wasn't here. And it was just so funny. I was like, not her singing my praises, but all I did was, was what was required. I didn't try to go above and beyond. Um, and the past Hannah, the past Hannah would have worn herself out. Um, another thing was on Friday, a celebration with um, all the students who had missing work, almost all the students who had missing work turned in their missing work. So we had plenty of time for them to do their missing work. And it was so great because I felt so accomplished. Like I felt like a lot of the students who needed to catch up caught up. And I even complimented a lot of the students saying like, I know it's been very difficult for you to do your work. And so I just want to applaud you for catching up on your missing work and for doing a great job. And so I think that they appreciated that. And then I wanted to reference this verse, Luke chapter six, verse 45, that says, what you say flows from what is in your heart. I recognize that as long as my heart posture is in the right place, meaning my heart posture is in alignment with God, then my style of teaching is what will work best for me in my classroom. Like my heart posture, what I say, the words that I say is going to flow from my heart. And so if my heart is in alignment with God, then what I say is going to flow from God. And if it's not in alignment with God, then it's going to flow for myself. And that's when I should start doubting. That's when I'm going to start doubting and being like, oh, my gosh, like, am I doing this? Am I being mean? And that's when it is going to start being mean and not being from a merciful place. And so to my future, Hannah, if you're listening to this, remember to recount your celebrations. The day may not have been perfect, but think about what was something that did work. Um, some of the routines and procedures that I want to use in my classroom, getting new markers and glue sticks before class starts. No sharpening pencils or no handheld sharpen no handheld pencil sharpeners because I do not want pencil shavings all over my classroom and I do not want students getting up every five seconds to go sharpen their pencils. You can put your pencils in the cubby and whoever's job it is will sharpen the pencil. I want my students to line up in line order since and I'll pick what line order is since uh, the students like to to like a lot of times they like to, to to clump up together instead of actually getting in a line and so i feel like line order is helpful um uh, and it prevents a lot of like unnecessary drama too because like i remember one of the students had gotten out of line order when um edder was taking them to recess and i was staying behind for a little bit waiting on another student and then all of a sudden i start hearing arguing and, and edder's trying to like figure out what's going on between the kids and they're like arguing and they're like mr silver mr silver whatever whatever and um i walk over and i'm like first of all there should be no problem because you're not even in line order so like this wouldn't even happen if you were in your right place and so i feel like line order is definitely helpful to avoid situations like that um doorbell to get attention miss jenkins has a little thingy that goes ding dong and it kind of gets everybody's attention i really like that because i do not want to yell over everybody um i definitely want to use champs champs is a wonderful way to set up the expectations during activities and i love it and i reference it all the time and i think it's great um another thing is that i want to have copies ready the week before and i want to put them in tabs labeled for each day this is something that miss jenkins does that i like because i like to be able to go into the classroom have the copies already ready and just be able to pass them out or be able to do whatever I need to do with them. Um, the trays for turning in assignments and the board where it like tells you what tray it goes in is really, really helpful. I like that because you're able to just say, look at the board for what tray you need to turn it in. Or you're able to say like, if they have late work or redo work, it's already labeled. They can just go in and put that in there. And that's really cool. I also like the filing like doohickey thing that's blue and it makes it easier for you to file students by name. So you just take the tab, like it has numbers on it and then you just take 
a, a label that has the student's name on it and you just tape it onto the little thingy and then you just lift up the thing slide the paper in lift up the next thing slide the paper in and it's like easier to file them in order and so i really really like that because it it helps to keep the papers organized especially if you are about to grade them and you need to put them in the grade book because everybody's names are already in alphabetical order for the grade book and then especially when you need to file them to put them in the in the little filing thing for their binders that's really helpful because that's already in alphabetical order so i really like that i also like the teacher toolbox that has everything labeled like the sticky notes and the you know paper clips and like all that stuff like that already in their little drawers and stuff love that thing and i also like the substation that miss jenkins made like the little substitute station where it has all the materials that they're going to need for the day i think that that's really helpful for the subs especially if you're out for multiple days that is incredibly helpful because it will give the subs everything that they need it gives them the schedule like on a ring it has the schedule for each day it has like all the information that they need to know in order to be prepared for the day and so i think that that is very helpful and um lastly i want to do reading buddies weekly so reading buddies is something that we actually did on friday when miss jenkins got back but i was just so amazed at the students responses to reading buddies it honestly made me want to cry and i think that i i was a little bit emotional because i'm on my period but also it was just so good to see the students feel good about something that they did like sometimes it's so hard because you just don't really in school a lot of times you're pressured to do a lot of stuff right and so sometimes you just don't feel like you're doing enough but then when you do something like reading buddies where there are fourth graders reading to you know like a kindergartner um i feel like it just like to see them all so happy and to see them all reading to somebody younger than them and to see them taking on this responsibility like it's almost like a brother's like older brother older sister vibe where they just took on this like older sibling like responsibility you know what i mean i just it made my heart so happy and i remember um Aaliyah made a comment and she was like yeah like i remember my kindergarten i remember my book buddy from when i was in kindergarten and i remember them reading to me and i really enjoyed it and i was like that is a, a memory that she's gonna have like for the rest of her life that she remembers having someone come read to her and having that connection and relationship with someone. And the kindergartners really look up to the fourth graders and the fourth graders get to practice being responsible. They get this, this chance at practicing being a responsible individual. And so I love that. And um, even like Ava P, she made a comment, it was really cute. She was like, I just, I love doing this. Like I love seeing their little smiles on their faces like i love seeing them happy as they're reading them a book um it makes me really happy and i was like i don't know it's just it makes me want to cry because it's just like everyone wants to feel that like no no matter how old you are as a human everyone wants to feel like you are doing something impactful like you're doing something good like we all have this innate desire to want to do something good and so to be able to give these nine and 10 year olds the opportunity to do something good and, and have them feel good about themselves for doing that, like, I don't know, I just think that's so empowering to be able to say, yeah, you read to this kindergartner and did you see the way that their face lit up when you read to them? Did you see the way that they enjoyed you reading? Like, I don't know. I just think that like a lot of them get the chance to practice patience and they get the chance to practice selflessness and they get the chance to practice responsibility all the things that we want them to develop as human beings and um 
I don't know. It just, those things make me happy. Those are the moments that I live for. Those are the moments that I'm like, I love this. Because I just want every person to be able to feel that, to be able to feel like they are important and that what they contribute is significant. And um, yeah, so with that being said, those are definitely all the things um, that I learned these past two days and all the things that I want to remember. Um, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful that I had those two days to kind of practice being my own self. And I think that it was very helpful for me to learn about that. So thank you, Lord, for giving me the grace to get through those two days. It was only because of you that I was able to do everything I needed to do, period. Um, And also thank you, God, for just uh, helping me to understand who I am as an individual and who I am as a teacher, to understand who I am as a Black woman, to understand who I am as a Christian, to understand who I am as a daughter of Christ. Um, I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you later. Adios.